0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another very special episode of Lockdown Canadians. We are here with our European expert, Patrick Bexel, and we are going to be previewing the Olympics, remember some guys, and talking <laughs> prospects and everything else coming up in this episode. So stay tuned. <laughs> Your Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We, we do love a good intro, folks. Uh, <laughs> welcome to part two of our very special European roundup this week with uh, Locked On Canadians and our special guest, Patrick Bexell. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Canadians your first listen of the day every single day. Remember, we are available on YouTube now. If that's how you're watching this, at least <laughs> I assume so. And we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla. I am joined, as always, by the incomparable active stick Laura Saba. Laura, we're talking Olympics. We're having Patrick on again. The Habs aren't playing at all this week. It's a pretty good week to be on Locked On Canadians, I think.
1: <laughs> yes but it is not a good week to be on the Canadians payroll as unfortunately Claude Julian found out this week in a very bizarre uh, bizarre injury uh, and we're going to talk about that obviously but first let's say hi to one of our favorite people literally on the hockey internet
0: yes Patrick welcome back everyone Patrick Bexel of Habs eyes on the prize at Zeb underscore Habs on Twitter our European prospect expert and draft analyst of all shapes and sizes patrick thank you again for taking the time to come on the show and talk about uh, the olympics and the prospects with us today
2: ah thank you for having me it's uh it's great i've been like it's a weird olympics and normally we know quite early that if the nhl is going or not so you sort of gear up to it and here we're kind of hoping that they would go uh but in the end they didn't and that month since that has been decided had you know I sort of lost interest a little bit. I'm sure it will gear up a little bit when, when you get into it. But yeah, and let's remember last Olympics was quite fun. Uh, Germany had a stellar performance. Uh, Russia won it with was it in overtime or was it with two minutes to go? It was really really close in the final, and Germany beat Sweden beat Canada on the way to that final. So so yeah, it's 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 probably going to be some upsets again, and and I think maybe. Uh, Germany might be one of them because they, they keep their, their team with like two
0: lines from each top team in, in Germany. I, I am kind of hoping that we get that fun again in this. And as we were talking before the show, as we were kind of planning out this episode, uh, there's a game that people on the internet like to play in that I love playing called remember some dudes. And <laughs> since this is a Canadians podcast, I, I We have to look over the rosters, and you pointed it out in our last episode where we were talking about the current crop of Canadians' prospects, you noted that playing for Sweden, one of their veteran players is former – Montreal defenseman, uh Christian Foline, who came over in, I believe it was the Dale Weiss trade from a few <laughs> years ago. Hey, come on, he's a living legend. <laughs> we got Capdella
2: Rose there. And obviously, <laughs> <laughs> for you, we got Max Freeberg. I was gonna say the <laughs> last captain of the
0: ice caps, Max Freeberg, is on Team Sweden. And I I hold a special place in my heart. Max Freeberg was one of my favorite interviews I ever got to do. It, it it is. I'm just looking over some of these things. I'm like, that dude still plays hockey. Like, I expected to see is, Yager is, is on the of these rosters.
2: Is not going, is he? No, and
0: because that's kind of that sad. Would,
2: <laughs> that would be like, that would be like the other one. The I think the only under 22 is the Toronto prospect, the uh, Pontus Holmberg, which is you know going to be good for the Toronto guys to see him play in uh, at that, at this level.
0: Yeah, but now we're gonna find out about how he's better than any prospect the Canadians have ever had ever because he played in an Olympics where no NHL players went, but. That's not gonna win it, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I I gotta ask, out of all these rosters, is there any former HAB uh, besides Christian Foline that you're looking forward to seeing the most out of this? Like I'm looking through Sweden now, and like Rafael Diaz is going he's 36 years old, and I can barely remember when he was traded for Dale Weese the first time all those years ago, and he's still playing hockey there. It's I I
2: think for for me the the top guy to watch really is uh, future hab uh see nimitz
0: yes and we will be getting into those draft (laughs) prospects that's going to be in our next segment because i don't know anything about any of these players unfortunately we didn't get to see them at world juniors part of the reason we had patrick back on again today is so he can tell us everything that i don't know that i can then tell other people so i sound smart when people ask me for my draft opinions on twitter uh I, I suppose the big thing is on this, uh, all eyes are going to be on Sean Farrell for the Americans, and they didn't take Caden Gooley for uh, Team Canada, did they? I think he's on an NHL contract, so he couldn't be taken. Th- that was a very weird thing that I didn't know if they if they were on an entry-level deal that counted or not, but uh, Team Canada has actually a halfway decent team. Obviously, Owen Power is going to draw a ton of attention there, and playing against uh, Nimitz is going to be... Last year's first overall pick, one of this year's top defensive prospects. That's going to be really fun to watch. And I, I got to be honest, and we're going to do predictions later on here. I feel like we're going to get some kind of crazy upset because these are guys coming from all over. These are not NHLers who have played together for years and know their, uh, their uh, systems and know how the other people play. We're going to see some real bad hockey in some of these games, I think. But it's also like we see it with the handball tournament.
2: The Euro, Euro handball is, is going on right now. And player has been in and out of the lineup because of positive COVID tests. So that's probably going to factor in during the Olympics as well. So you don't really know from day to day which team you're going to have. Obviously, everyone is going to create that kind of bubble, but can you keep it intact or not? Uh, that will be the big thing. But yeah, I, I think... You know, there. You mention it. There, there are some really, really good, uh, good players out there. And and I, I'll be honest. I'll I'll be honest to say that I think one guy that you really should, or we should really focus on, is is someone that plays in the SHL and is twenty five years old. And it's uh, um, um, Friedrich Olofsson, not related to, to Jacob, uh, but he has thirty five <laughs> points in thirty five games in SHL for a surprising team, ham but a team that not everyone expected to be that high up in the, in the table at the time of, of recording this. Uh, he's obviously going to draw some attention for, from NHL clubs just because he's unsigned, he's undrafted and, and you can pick him up much in the same way as, as uh, uh, we have done earlier uh, with, with different prospects. And two of them are obviously on the Russia team as well, aren't they? Like uh, our former, uh, um uh, two Russian defenders, uh, that we had in in Laval for a while. Um, hold on, I could
0: find them on here. The Russians, uh, yeah, I think they were weren't they supposed to go, or is it the Czechs? Um, yeah, the Czechs. Yeah, yeah, it's a Czechs. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, the last great hopes of European defensemen in Montreal after Andre Markov retired. Some guys who uh, left midway through their season with the Rocket. Yeah, but
2: Sklenicka, um, uh, is there as well. So they're both of them are going together. Um, so yeah, it's it's interesting. And uh, I, I mean, like those are probably some cool names to, to remember as well. Uh, Kovar is there. Yeah, I mean, like they, they're they're the funny thing is really like there is a lot of names that everyone will recognize from, from the European teams that are played in Europe for the, for the
0: latest kind of, uh, or or the last years, you know? Yep. And the thing about this is this tournament is not only for, Hey, remember some dudes, dudes. This is also a tournament that has some of the 2022 drafts, maybe underrated prospects because everyone is focusing on Shane, Wright And, Uh, People coming from North America. We're going to have Patrick school us on two people coming up from the Slovak team, and you're going to want to tune in for this. Patrick is as good as it gets. But first, folks, it is January. It's a new year, means New Year's resolutions. And we're here to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And you're thinking, is it worth it? There's chocolate. Trust me, it is the ideal treat when you're on your road to work after your workout. Or if you're just hungry. It's got low calories, low sugar, low carbs, 17 grams of protein or more. And it comes in so many incredible flavors. You can get coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, mint brownie, so many more. And Built Bar is always, always, always adding new flavors. And if you go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15, that's LOCKED, all caps, one five. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Go check it out, see what's new, and use our promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% at checkout. And as always, thank you for making us, Locked On Canadians, your first listen of the day. We are going to be back with whatever news is coming up this week for the Canadians, more prospect news, what else. Now, make sure your second listen is Lockdown NHL, where the lockdown experts are covering the biggest stories around the league Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Like us, it is free and available on all podcasting platforms. We are back, though. We are here with our fantastic guest, Patrick Bexel at Zeb's Hab on Twitter. And, Patrick, I suppose the biggest thing is there's not a ton of undrafted prospects going into this tournament, at least not potentially first-round players. But Slovakia is bringing two and perhaps none bigger than Simon Nemitz, who unfortunately was knocked out of the now-canceled World Juniors Tournament early on. He's drawing a lot of attention, and for good reason. What can you tell us about him that makes him such a can't-miss, gotta-watch prospect for this tournament?
2: I think, you know, his defense is really, really stable. Uh, Gap control obviously needs to become a little bit bigger and, and more balanced on the skate, but but definitely his defense is strong, and and let's start with that. But and and is always a bad like especially the way it has happened for for Rasmus Dahlin. But he reminds me a lot of Dahlin. He has the same kind of panache on the blue line in the offensive zone. He has the same kind of you know devil may care attitude, and and suddenly he just decides to deke a few players and and almost score a single goal, uh, a goal single handedly. He's He's just that guy. I don't think you will. He is a challenger for the top overall. I think so. But in retrospect, looking at you know Shvednikov and Dali in that debate, you are looking to take the forward earlier. I I, I would th- I, I would strongly think so, and and consider that myself if I was in the Montreal's position as a first overall pick. Um, if they're second, I might just throw it in for for good measure just like take him. But but. It's also the fact that defensive players will take a little bit longer to develop. And uh, maybe, just maybe, I mean, like Darlene went straight into to Buffalo Sabres, but they never really benefited and and NHL is not a, a development league. I can see, you know, we, we take a look at Simon Edvinson who plays another year for Fronda. Take a look at Morris Sider. And, and I mean, and those two players are going to create a fantastic Red Wings team that will last for 20 years you just you give them blank checks to sign for the next 20 years and they will do it and you'll have your, your two first top pairing defenders forever and Nimitz and is going to be in that same caliber I think maybe not as physical as Sider and Edmondson but they will not be, be uh, he will be up there but he might need to take the same route as Sider AHL and then, obviously, he went to Rugla and, and played a year in because of COVID restrictions with the AHL and, and all that. So he got, like, two years' development. And you can see Sider this year when he enters NHL at such a high level. And he hasn't been rushed. And I think that is what you have to see with Nemitz as well, rather than just, you know, we take him over first overall. A little bit like Overpower Power this year. You, you get him first overall, but you send him back to the NCAA and be, like, you know, mature, learn. Be ready for when you, we call on you instead and, and get that year going. Uh, Nemitz is that kind of player that you would want in your team. The question is, when do you pick him? If, I, I see him as a top three right now. Uh, I seem closer to to right than, than maybe we did before the season because he's obviously um, risen highly and, and the way he's treating the, the guys in, in the extra liga in Slovakia or in the Slovak extra liga uh, it's incredible to see it reminds me a lot of Dalian with those kind of daredevils and and, and <laughs> attitude and and we all like that and uh, the question is can you do it on 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 a regular basis in NHL and how long does it take you to get there So I have a
1: question about that because it comes up quite often when you're talking about prospects and you're talking about development is why, what is it about defensemen that takes longer for them to develop? Is it because they have more aspects of their game to work on? Is it just, is it simply a function of they need to play more ice and in the NHL, maybe they would be played on a lower pairing? I'm always curious because that's the, that's kind of like the conventional wisdom. And I always wonder like, what is it?
2: I think, you know, first and foremost, you you um, need to learn how to protect and read the game and obviously the step up maybe. I mean, as a defender in juniors, you don't have to excel. I, I don't think you have to excel. You just have to be big, strong, and, and have have a, a good hockey IQ, sure. But you don't have to have all the things working out perfectly. Uh, because you're gonna get away with being big um, and and I think that's part of it um, in neither of these guys stopkovsky isn't that big either but and he's a center obviously but you, you got Nemets and and uh, Darlin is not I mean like he's big but he's not over the top big said nochara big or, or, or something like that but you get it like I think you need to understand the game at a higher level um, and um, th- there is this. Um, I think I read it from from the Secret Service. The agents in the Secret Service, they're all like sorted out. They all like everything is boxed in a certain way because they know how to like they need to control everything, and that's a defensive player in in the NHL. They need to to. Whereas the the other the opposition is a little bit more loose. They can figure out on the fly. And, and I think it's part that, that you need to be able to really control the game that takes a little bit longer for defensive players to, to learn. And you see it, I mean, like, goalies take even longer to develop. So, so it's it's that way, really.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely something that comes up a lot is that, you know, goalies need a lot of play and against, like, better competition. as good And then they a need a bounce as, they
2: as well because they, they just, you know, like, they need that, you know, we see it with McNiven now, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you need to have the bounces going your way as well.
1: That's true too.
0: I, it, I, and for I look, Kyle
2: is it that is in Washington, right? Yes. Yeah. Where sometimes
0: yeah. you start your career with back-to-back shutouts and everyone in Montreal loses their mind. <laughs> um, yeah. it, it The most amazing part is I'm looking at Nemitz's numbers and you know, he's got one goal, but he's got 22 assists and he's I believe he has a bunch of records for production in the Slovak Extra Liga. And then the other player you mentioned, Slavkovsky, is I'm looking at his things here. He's playing in Sweden. Uh, no, in, or, uh in Finland, Finland. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he's 6'4, 225, and he's 17 years old. Yeah. And he's producing very well in the under 20 league there. And then he's got four points in 21 regular Liga games. But Liga is a, not an easy league to break into as a prospect unless you are otherworldly at this point, the draft is more than just North American prospects. And these are players not coming from a Sweden, a Finland, a Russia where, you know, most people typically think of NHL superstars coming from, they're coming from Slovakia, which is kind of unheralded. And. And Don't let
2: Slovaks hear that, you know,
0: (laughs) I I, I love Slovakia. I loved watching them. And this goes back to Martin Revive being a Canadian's prospect all those years ago. There's so much talent out there and I'm hoping at this Olympic, they get to showcase that a little bit. I think there's a lot to really love and enjoy out of this because you're going to see these guys that didn't get to play at world juniors who are now going to be in the Olympics and are going to get to apply their trade in front of the, the entire world, not just the hockey, entire world, the entire world, entire world. And I think that's, I, it's, it's, I know we said it when we talked about some dudes, but like, it's a lot of fun, honestly.
2: And I mean, like they have Finland, Latvia, Slovakia, and Sweden in that group. So you know they're gonna finish at least third. Question is, what they do to to Sweden now? (laughs) But they they should beat Slovakia. uh, They should beat Latvia without any problems. Uh, It maybe will be close games. I I think so. Slovak hockey is really taking a step forward, and I'm happy for that. I have friends in 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 Slovak teams and. uh one of my be- better friends in, in the scouting is also in, in Slovak, Slovakia uh, a Slovak guy and i think it's 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 really good and i think actually Slovan going back to to the Extraliga and not dominating is good for hockey because the young kids are not just going to Slovan Bratislava to play in the KHL now now they're playing in their regular teams and and getting more minutes and and playing at a higher level
0: and folks it is the Olympics, and we do have a guest. So, guess what? That means predictions. And before we get into predictions, there might be less football being played, but Bet Online has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season from points scored, totals, player performance props, to fi- where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. And it's not just football, folks. There's basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. online where the game yeah. starts probably some olympic sports
2: there as well i
0: would, I would. absolutely imagine so and well we are at locked on canadians are not an official betting site we do love our friends at bet online we're gonna put patrick on the spot we're gonna put laura on the spot <laughs> we're gonna put myself on the spot here we're gonna try and predict the olympics which has never oh, gone God. well for anybody <laughs> in all history patrick uh let's start with you here since you are our expert Give me your gold, silver, and bronze medal. And you know what? Let's have fun. Your biggest potential upset in this tournament. Because I'm going to put you on the spot right now. I'm sorry. All right.
2: Uh, Let's start with the biggest upset. I think we actually have mentioned them. I think Slovakia will be, or or the Slovak team will be, maybe, the big upset. Uh, I would also keep a very close eye on the Czech team. Uh, Teams that are flying a little bit under the radar – uh, teams that usually gel very well together and outperform their some of their parts. The other team that I think will win it, uh, that always does this as well, is obviously <laughs> Finland. <laughs> <laughs> Finland has a great team. And I think when you look at the coaches in this tournament, there is no one better than Jukai Alonen. Uh, I'll be honest with that. And I think that will carry the team all the way to the, to the Olympic gold for the first time ever. And it's gonna be one hell of a party in Helsinki when they land. <laughs> <laughs> uh, silver, uh, then it becomes a lot of the draw, and and so that's part of it. Uh, I don't, uh, I think, I don't think Russia will be in the final. I actually think the team will implode. Uh, so that's uh, a, that's the, an
1: interesting take. I'm curious. We are getting
2: spicy. I, like <laughs> it. So I, I think like it. I think Russia will. Sort of bind it together and get the bronze medal, but then it's like which team will end up second? Maybe, maybe I, I think the Swedish coach is too bad, but maybe <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't rate this coach at all. <laughs> if I rate coaches, you and might be at the bottom of everything. Um, I know the Czech coach is is has outperformed himself before. Uh, Filipe San uh, was rumored to be part of of a background staff with New York Rangers ages ago, but took the role of of leading the national team. Um, Czech Republic might be there. Um, I don't see US-Canada going. I'll be honest with that. There will be three European teams on on, on the podium. Uh, And let's... uh, Yeah, so Finland, Czech Republic, Russia. Ooh, that's yeah, I I I think um, that's
1: also it's cool, because most of the time, it's the same, you know, when the NHLers go, it's always the same kind of storylines. It's always the same kind of teams. I feel that way sometimes about, um, about when the when the NHL players go is that like, you always want to see a different team, especially like different teams in the finals. So Personally, I I have absolutely no idea what to expect from any of these teams. I want to defer to Patrick's expertise. So if anyone asks, those were my picks too. <laughs> I, I had the knowledge
2: to the, the only together. one I'm more confident about is Russia not going to the final and Finland winning. That that those are the ones that I'm <laughs> See,
1: confident I about. I thought <laughs> that Russia would go to the final. That 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 that's what I honestly uh, expected. And I wasn't actually Um, I didn't know that that the Swedish coach was going to be kind of a disappointment (laughs) because I I honestly thought that that would have been the one, two, three, would have been uh, Russia, Finland, and then Sweden. And I didn't, you know, I, I didn't imagine that I, I was looking at the rosters, maybe not so much at the staff. And that's why I kind of have a little bit of a concern now that the, the Canadian team is taking a coach that that, that uh, does not have an illustrious career in the NHL, uh, but maybe he'll fare better with these non-NHL players.
0: It, it is funny. I look at my predictions here and I look at like the Canadian roster and the American roster and I go, oh, there's a lot of prospects. There's some younger guys who are probably fighting for a chance to get back in the NHL. And like Laura said, uh, Joe Colleton is not a good coach. He was so bad that even Chicago was like, you're too bad for us. And the United States is coached by David Quinn, who is also not a very good coach. And there's a lot of young prospects here. I am beyond thrilled to watch guys like Sean Farrell and them play in the Olympics on the American team. I do not think they are going to get very far, uh, at least in this. And I, I think that a team like Patrick said, Slovakia is going to turn some heads here. I think Russia's going to get by into the gold medal game by the skin of their teeth in a lot of very close games that they should probably either win by a lot or have no business being in right now. Um, Finland does seem like a safe bet. I wouldn't be shocked to see the Czech Republic in the gold medal game too. I think Canada on the will uh, and power that they have alone will end up in the bronze medal game, but I have... I honestly think somehow Russia is going to end up back in the gold medal game. I don't like that because it's boring to me. We saw this the last time there were no NHLers at the Olympics. I think Russia and the Czechs will play for gold. And I think Canada will play Finland for the bronze. I do not think Canada will win the bronze, which I'm going to get booted off my own podcast for saying that, but um, I think we're going to see a European podium in this one, two, three and there's no NHLers, but guess what? There's no NHLers for anybody. So, I, I just want to see fun, and I think having that kind of chaoticness happening is the most fun option to have here. What one thing you have to remember, and
2: was very very successful last time, and I, we we sort of skipped over it, but the the current silver medalists or the, the holders are Germany, and they've done a sort of similar approach this year. When you look at like bringing like. A lot of players from Adler Mannheim, a lot of players from Red Bull Munich, uh, Eisberg and Berlin, uh, and then there are some others from, from around the uh, the Swedish and, and the NLA, the Swiss League. Uh, so essentially for you guys, the same league uh because everyone no one knows about sweden and switzerland
0: being different countries right (laughs) Right. (laughs) i know that the swiss league the nla is different from that but i've also learned a lot over the past couple years
2: but but i think yeah you know that's a very smart way they're having units that really work together and that's what brought them to the final last year it wouldn't surprise me if maybe because i remember in the quarterfinal last year last time around that uh, everyone was like, "Oh, Sweden lost to, to Germany." Blah blah blah. We're gonna trash them. We we're in and and you the, the Canadians in, in eyes on the prize chat were already going like, "Yeah, we're playing the final against Russia," and then they lost to, to Germany as well. Uh, and well, uh, it, it, it was Scheidenfraude, uh, they say, right in in, <laughs> in uh, German, uh, which is not my strong language. But yeah, I think I think there will be some upsets. Germany might be one of those as well. They have a development program. Just imagine if if Sider was still here or or, or uh, Struzle, if if you could bring these kind of guys in. Uh, especially, I mean, like for a smaller team, those two guys would mean a lot. Especially maybe in a in a season where the NHL aren't going. Um, I would have loved to see Ovechkin win that gold medal. That's the only time I probably would share for Russia. I, I'm surprised that maybe you know you don't bring Mishkov in, I, I, even if he's young. Uh, but he could be the caprisov of, of this tournament uh, going in sorting out the the doing that extra win, making that gold medal goal and then playing at home for two, three years and and you build your 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 PR campaign around that player like they did in Ceska with with Caprizov. So I think you know I'm surprised with that, but obviously Russia has a lot of you know things to it, it's also about knowing who's who
0: in Russia. Yeah, it it is unfortunate that we, that we won't get to see Mitchkov in this tournament. That's actually one of the bigger surprises for me. Um, I know Russia has a very uh, unique way of usually how they do their teams. It's disappointing to not see him, but uh, when World Juniors comes back next year, he's going to be another year older, another year more terrifying, and he's going to dunk on so many people in that tournament that a lot of people are going to be like, well, where did this kid come from? And Patrick and half of scouting Twitter are going to go, and put their hands up and lose their mind at that. So uh, as always, Patrick, we want to thank you so much for your time. This was a ton of fun. We love talking prospects. We love talking the Olympics as we get closer to the draft. I promise you we will have you on – sooner than we did this time. we're not gonna say we're doing it for several months um we're we're, we're I'll probably be around for the draft I, I guess that's when you call again i was gonna say we'll do, a li- we'll do a live show in montreal from wherever we do this do not hold me to that because covid is still a thing out there, I, I think uh, i think
2: uh, i've been toying with the idea about how the swedish playoff goes and, and maybe do some norlander live from after games and stuff like that that would be kind
0: and, of awesome if you want to be in the know for all of that, you can follow Patrick on Twitter at zeb z e b underscore habs on Twitter. You can find all of his prospect work at Habs Eyes on the Prize. He does the he uh, does the recap every single week for us. It is
2: well every much- other week this year. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: uh, you can follow Laura at the Active Stiff, myself at Scott Matla. You can follow us on Twitter at lo underscore Canadians or on YouTube where you are watching this video and seeing. This mug right now in your face for 30 minutes a day. And when you're done checking us out and making us your first listen today, please check out Locked On Bets where they are killing it with all of your
1: sports betting needs. We will see you all next time.